It's over. Now what? Something bad has happened to us or, or possibly a loved one. I mean, something really bad like terminal cancer or a heart attack or a stroke. Maybe we just got fired or our spouse or best friend got fired or or maybe our spouse or our, or our special friend has walked out of our life. You know, the light at the end of our tunnel just went out and all hope is lost. And there's there's many circumstances that can cause that. But, but you know, one thing in my life is, you know, my dad was always a, a strong, healthy person. He took care of himself. He was, he was smart about things and he had a good life. And then I remember when my dad got the news that he had terminal cancer. All of us were in shock, right? Our lights literally went out. Maybe you have a similar story, or, or maybe you, you go to the doctor, and, and he has a serious look on his face, right? And he, then he mumbles something about, we need to get some more tests, and you get that sick feeling in your stomach. Or, Maybe the boss calls you in and closes the door and he doesn't have a happy look on his face. Or you get up in the morning and and there's a note on the pillow beside you saying, uh, well, we call those Dear John letters, I guess. Any way you look at it, our world is just turned upside down. We can't think straight. We're in shock. Now, psychologists call, call that trauma and and you know, our bodies react in a strong way to, to trauma. You know, th there's rejection, there's a desire to fight back. Um, there's many different ways we react to trauma. You know, at that point, we're in the same mental state as what we hear about, you know, soldiers when they've come back from a war zone and they have that post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Well. I think most of us have been in, in that situation at some point in terms of trauma or the lights have gone out. You know, I know I have. So let's just take a, a quick moment and consider this discussion question. Think back to a situation or possibly an experience where you felt all hope was lost. What were your feelings? How did you react? Did you cry? Did you just get mad or not a wet hen? You know, being a, a fella, we're conditioned that men don't cry. You know, we, we tough it out. We got a stiff upper lip. You know, they're a strong, silent type. Um, do you blame God? Do we blame ourselves? Why didn't I exercise more often? Why didn't I get the vaccine? Why didn't I say I love you more? I mean, these are all normal reactions. Now, they're, they're human reactions, but they aren't necessarily helpful. They're all focused on the past because all hope is lost. So let's, let's just take a quick moment and consider this discussion question. For that situation you thought about earlier, where, where the, your lights went out at the end of the tunnel, you know, what was your initial reaction? Did you mad, cry, just say, mm, I'm going to tell it out? Take a minute and think about that. You know, we think about the Bible as, as only being about God. And, and it is about God. 
but it's also a collection of stories about people. You know, there are many accounts of people over the centuries that have faced catastrophes, bad news of all kinds. So let's experience, let's consider this experience. Now this comes from Psalm 22 and it's kind of bits and pieces here. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you don't answer. And by night, but I find no rest. I like, and I like this part. This is kind of cool. Many bulls encircle me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They, they open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. My heart is like wax. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death for dogs are all around me. A company of evildoers encircles me. Now, the thing about Hebrew poetry is it's very dramatic. It's, it, it, it has very vivid imagery. Um, and of course, that's written in about an experience years ago. Uh, but it sure sounds to me like all hope is lost. I'm not exactly sure what happened to that person, but it doesn't sound good, right? And, and they're crying out to God. They're crying out to God, God, why have you forsaken me? Why, why am I in this situation? So the question for us today is, where does God fit in all this? Where, how do we get help from God? It's obvious that person is calling for help. Well, let's talk about the nature of our relationship with God, right? Our relationship with God is not uh, once in a while we'll bump into God if, if we need something or maybe a baptism or, or Easter, Christmas, whatever. Our relationship with God is more like with a spouse or with, a, with our children. It's continuous. It's forever. It's something that's always changing because we're always changing, right? It's hopefully growing, hopefully growing closer and more intimate. Now, Charles Wesley, who founded Methodism, saw our relationship with God as something that grew with time, something that was a continuous relationship, something that we needed to strive to improve not something that just happened, you know, at special times or at a baptism or at Christmas or at Easter, but every single day. Another, another thing we hear in the Bible is that Apostle Paul was in a teaching moment and he was teaching the people in Corinth how to act as Christ followers. And so Paul describes our relationship with God in this way. And this is from 1 Corinthians in chapter 13. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. And then when I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways, right? And he says, now I know only in part, but then I will know fully. Paul is describing our relationship with God as something that is alive and growing. So that when our world is turned upside down, when all hope is lost, all we have to do is turn and face God. We don't have to go anywhere or do anything special to find him because he's right there with us. And since God is with us, when we are traumatized by something catastrophic, all we have to do is cry out to God. Now, when Jesus was dying on the cross, he cried out to God, his Father. He quoted the beginning of Psalm 22, that Psalm that we just read a minute ago. 
He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus at that moment was that he felt there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Somehow, even as God himself, he had lost contact with his father. And so even Jesus, our God, Lord, and Savior, felt the need to cry out. Realizing that we are hurting and we're way over our head is the first step in our recovery. The second step is crying out to God. Tell God you're hurt, that life is unfair, that you've gotten the short end of the stick. Tell God that you feel like he turned away, maybe only for a moment, but but he, 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 some mysterious way he turned away and, and there we are. We want his help and we need it now. Sure, sure. You might think, well, that's, that's not manly to cry out for help now. We're supposed to stand on our own, right? Well, or maybe you shouldn't scream out in pain at God. I mean, you know, we shouldn't scream at God, right? I don't know. Jesus did. Now, Jesus also told this story about prayer. Now, this comes from Luke uh, chapter 18, starting around verse 6. Now, this is the, the, the parable, the un, they call it the parable of the unjust judge and the widow. Um, and I invite you to read it. But the moral of that story was to pray always, not lose heart. And here's what, here's what Jesus said. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? And so Jesus is trying to explain to us that God is waiting for us to cry out to him. He expects us to cry out to him. And get this. There's something very special that happens when we do cry out to God. Because when we cry out to God, it opens this direct channel to God. And then God pours his saving grace down upon us. It's overflowing. It's engulfing us in his love and his support. And that's not all. It gets better. This channel also gives our friends an opening for them to wrap their arms of love and support around us. I'll give you an example, right? I spoke to my dad. He had pancreatic cancer, terminal, uh, from the time that they operated and figured out what it was for sure. He lasted about six months, right? But my dad was a strong and silent type, right? He didn't cry out. And so there we were in the family. We were grieving because we knew dad was dying, but we couldn't reach out to dad because he hadn't opened up that channel. It, it's kind of strange, but anyway, it, it is the way it is. Now, we have to admit that we're over our head and we have to cry out before we're going to receive the full measure of God's grace, right? That is God's grace directly from God himself and that part of God's grace that flows through other people, through his people here on earth with us. So let's, let's take just a moment and consider these discussion questions. Do you know someone who is hurting, but yet they were the strong and silent type? Were you able to comfort them or how were you able to comfort them? Now consider this. If they would have cried out and opened up this channel of grace, would you have been more able to wrap your arms around them and console them and, and give, let them feel your love and support? 
Let's take a moment and consider those two questions. God doesn't promise us an easy life. He does promise to be with us always, waiting for us to open the door when He knocks. He is waiting for us to cry out in pain, and then the full measure of God's grace will just wrap us up in His love. God loves us more than we can possibly understand. He cares for our welfare, and He promises to be with us always so that we can enjoy that peace that passes all human understanding when we open up the door when he knocks. And now for our closing question, and, and we'll talk about this, and that is, it's over. Now what? Now what? I've shared some thoughts about crying out to God, about opening up this channel of grace with God so that then His grace can fill us with love and support. It's all about our core value at Calamo of loving God and sharing the good news. Because when we love God, we're also opening up that channel of grace for His love to come flooding down and to fill our hearts. We do live in a broken and troubled world and God promises to be with us every step of the way. What do you think? Are you hurting? Is the light at the end of your tunnel turned out? Are you searching? Are you struggling? I'd love to hear your thoughts. If this is during our premiere time, you can always throw a note in the chat box, or you can call or text me at 517-588-8415. Uh, my email's at the bottom of the, of the uh, screen there. Um, you can reach out to our prayer team at prayerteam at calamochurch.com. I'm sorry, prayer team, one word, at calmochurch.org. You can always uh, fill out our online connection card at calmochurch.org forward slash connect dash with dash calamo. Maybe you just want to talk about your thoughts, your pain, and how God is fitting into that, your questions about how that works. We're opening up that channel of grace with God that embraces and enhances our relationship with Him. Maybe you know someone or, or have a friend that's hurting or struggling. Share this message with them. Suggest they reach out. I'd love to talk with them. We can explore together how God loves us so much and is just waiting to help us live into a relationship that fills us with peace and hope. How God sustains us in a broken and troubled world and helps us to make a difference around us. And now, for our prayer challenge. Spend five minutes each day. Now that's a just five minutes, or at least five minutes, or squeeze in one minute, and think about something that's troubling you in life. Maybe something that you think is unfair, something catastrophic, and then read the first two verses of Psalm 77. And then cry out to God. And then, Read the first three verses of Psalm 23, and then take a moment and reflect. Then open up your thoughts to God and pray for Him to fill your heart with grace. Talk with God often. And just do it. Post a reminder, you know, so that you can be reminded to just take those few moments each day and think about, think about that. If you need a 
If you need those words to, to Psalm 77 and 23, reach out to me and I'll be glad to send it to you. It's not a problem. I pray that the awesome love and care of God the Father, Jesus our Lord and Savior, and the power of the Holy Spirit help you to grow in relationship with Jesus Christ, to open up that channel of grace and help you grow in peace and hope and be able to stand up with confidence in a lost and troubled world and develop wisdom and discernment for caring for ourselves and caring for our neighbors. Amen. Check us out next week as we start a new series on what would Jesus say? And we'll touch on the various things that are issues that are facing us in, in our lives today. God is great. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your awesome love for us. We thank you so much for offering to open up this channel of grace so that we might feel the full measure of your love and your grace in our hearts. We thank you so much for that, Lord. And we pray that you reveal the awesome presence of the Holy Spirit in our hearts so that we might feel your love, we might see the light of your truth. We thank you, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Friends, feel the awesome power and presence of the Holy Spirit this day as we are forgiven and adopted as God's holy children. God gives us that everlasting boost that we sometimes need to get back on track to grow in curiosity and wisdom. Open your heart and feel the warmth and blessings of his love. Amen. Would you like to support God's work at Calamo? If you choose to support our work, we thank you, thank you, thank you. You can mail a check to Calmo Church at 1475 South Ionia Road, Vermontville, 49096. Or you can click the PayPal button on our website. That would be at calmochurch.org forward slash giving. Or the information is at the bottom of your screen. In any way you choose to support God's ministries at Calamo, we thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Pastor Jerry. I'm your neighbor, Jerry. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. And bye for now.